sharing a quick and easy three-step framework on the hardest part of B2B marketing, how to get stakeholder buy-in. Hey, I'm Sam Dunning, host of the Top 100 B2B Marketing Podcast Business Growth Show. And if you want to check out my free guides, podcasts, resources, or whenever you're ready to apply to work with me, check out samdunning.org. So the chances are, if you're listening or watching this, there's a marketing or advertising channel you really want leadership at your B2B company to start investing in or using. The three-part framework we're going to talk about is the terrible thing that happens if you don't invest or start the marketing channel, the unfair advantage that it brings, and thirdly, reporting on results as soon as possible. In this scenario, we're going to talk about SEO but we could flip that to any marketing or ad channel you want to focus on. So let's dive straight in. So step one is leveraging the terrible thing that will happen if you don't invest or start this marketing or advertising strategy. So you've got to think about what terrible things going to happen either directly to your company, perhaps to your customers, or perhaps internally, then leverage that when talking or presenting to leadership within your team. So I'm using SEO as an example because it's often pretty difficult to get buy-in because it's usually a significant investment externally to a freelancer or agency or it takes a lot of resources internally to actually make it happen with your website or the on-page and off-page work, link building, etc. that goes into it, especially bearing in mind SEO is a long-term solution. Typically, you need at least three to six months to see decent results and returns against the time or investment. So I like to leverage pain and problems. So feel free to steal as needed. So when presenting something like SEO, I'd say, look, every time a potential client, an ideal prospect is searching quite literally for our offer or our solution, then our competitors are above us. Likewise, if they're comparing us to an alternative or a common competitor, then again, competition showing above us, or if they're searching directly for the problems that we fix, competitors show above us each and every time stealing traffic to our website, opportunities and inbound leads, demo requests or pipeline, meaning that we're missing out a chunk of the market each and every time a prospect goes to Google and has that intent to potentially work with us. And then, of course, you can flip that on its head and say, look, the sooner we start investing in this channel with another company or internally working on it, the sooner we can start bringing back that market share and every time prospects have high intent to work with us, have the problems we fix or comparing us to alternatives, we'll show up top, we'll increase the traffic to our site and increase the chances of ramping up inbound leads whilst building up our brand reputation and so on. So what you want to think about is what are the couple top problems, top terrible things that will happen if you or your team doesn't invest directly in this offer? What's going to happen to your company, to your customers or internally or elsewhere, what are those top terrible things and what are the benefits and the advantages that will bring to the table? And step two is using the unfair advantage. So for this, I recommend if you've got a team getting together with the rest of your team, whoever else might be involved in the process of getting stakeholder and leadership buy-in for this channel that you really want your company to start investing in or start working on and leverage all the advantages that this solution is going to bring to the table, then pick out the top one or the top two, the top couple that are going to have the most impact on your business. So going back to our SEO use case, then in the SEO's case, I would say, look, the unfair advantage is evergreen 
content. So think when, imagine you're doing a search on YouTube, perhaps you're searching on a certain topic or how to do something, perhaps you've got an issue, perhaps you want to learn a bit more about a certain subject. When you get those search results on YouTube after you press enter or go, you can see videos really recently, a few days old, you can see videos a few months old, or you can see videos years old. And this is the power of evergreen content. It's just not a one and done. So for example, you might do a LinkedIn post, it gets some traction, gets some views, some engagement, some likes and comments for the first couple of days, then it pretty much goes into the other. SEO, just like YouTube videos, completely different. The content is evergreen, therefore it's searchable, not just now, but it can be found for years to come. So think of each and every page, whether that's a service page, an offer page, a product page, a blog page or article on your website, when they're crafted with the right strategy, when they're bearing in mind what your ideal customers are searching for, when they're searching for services, offers, comparing competitors or alternatives, searching to fix problems, to answer questions, then if they're crafted right, they can be super powerful evergreen content that can be found on Google by your target customers, not just now, but for months and years to come, building up brand reputation, ramping up that website traffic and providing you with inbound leads for years to come in the future, which is something that paid, ad paid ads channels just can't compete with things like Google paid ads, LinkedIn ads, etc. because you're paying for each and every click. You're not getting that organic evergreen impact through the search results. Um, another thing to think about is at the time recording, LinkedIn have recently rolled out something called thought leadership ads. So now you can actually advertise personal profile posts. So they actually look organic in the LinkedIn feed. They have the little um, caption headline and they have ad underneath the person's name and they look very, very organic. So it really shows that a lot of companies are understanding the power of organic, the power of evergreen and more. So yeah, you really want to think about what is that unfair advantage, get together with whoever's relevant from your team that might have some ideas, do some research, talk to your customers, understand what they perhaps really love about certain things that you're not using yet. Talk to perhaps competitors, or if you know any other companies that are leveraging the tools or the systems or the platforms that you want to invest in, if you can get any juicy insights from them that you can put across in your use case, and then find that one unfair advantage and really sell the hell out of it. And step three, the last step to getting leadership buy-in is to show results to stakeholders as soon as you possibly can. Super important, especially in the economic times we're in now, where there's a big crunch, especially in tech. So proving worth, showing results as soon as you can, making sure budgets are spent well is super important. So in the B2B space, one of the first things I recommend you do is on your website inquiry forms or demo requests or consult request forms, add a field for how did you hear about us? Reason you want to do this is because typically attribution tools like Analytics, HubSpot, etc., will only show the last point in which someone converted on your site. So if you're going by those tools, they might say that someone did a Google search or they clicked an ad or they came from LinkedIn, but it doesn't tell the full journey. Adding this field can get more intel. So rather than just going from Analytics and it might say they clicked a Google ad, they might actually type in here went onto your new marketing channel. And that new marketing channel that you just pitched to leadership might be heard you on this podcast or saw your YouTube content on this topic and really wanted to reach out and speak to you. So you get the juicy details. I recommend doing one more thing in addition to this form. When the inquiry comes in, I recommend your sales team ask, how did you stumble upon us today? What was the full route you took to actually landing on our site? And a really nice one is, 
what made you take the time to fill in our form as opposed to going to one of our competitors because this will give you hidden insights they'll actually sing your praises so they might say look i really like the work you did with x or i really like this only about your process and they'll give you some juicy golden nuggets that you can leverage in the sales call so that's one of the first things you want to do so you can start seeing that this channel works as soon as possible and you want to report on any useful metrics from the top downwards so from the seo use case that might be reporting on things like increase in organic traffic increase in session times increase in key page views and most importantly the main thing we're going after here especially in the b2b space is increase in quality quality qualified leads whether that's decent demo requests decent consult requests or decent calls in the diary. So focus on those key metrics and start reporting on those as soon as you're able to use dashboards, use analytics, use any relevant tools to start sharing that with your team. The other thing I recommend you do is share screenshots, share wins. So maybe set up a Google Drive folder or similar. Take screenshots of every positive thing that you see. So if that's a metric, if that's an improvement in traffic, if certain pages are getting better views, whatever's relevant to the marketing campaign you're investing in, or maybe you're getting qualitative feedback, maybe customers or prospects that perhaps you've started a podcast, they're listening in and they're saying, really enjoying this and they are in your target market. Take a screenshot of that message, whether that's from LinkedIn or another channel, and then pop that in your shared group. So perhaps you've got a Slack with leadership, or maybe you've got another channel that you talk to them with internally. Keep a note of all those positive screenshots Start screenshotting the demo requests that say, how do you hear about us? And they have the new channel listed in there. Likewise, if you record sales calls with Gong, Wingman or similar, again, take a note of those. Any that mention the new channel, get those snippets of recording, add them all into this folder. And as soon as you're seeing impact, as soon as you're seeing key metrics, key results, and most importantly, those inbound demos, or lead or consult requests come in, start reporting those, show results to leadership so they can really see that this channel is having an impact. All those positive things, whether they are metric-based or directly from your prospects or customers, all those feedbacks are going to be really good for building up confidence and showing leadership that this channel is having a positive impact to revenue. And there you have it. I hope you found these three steps to getting stakeholder buy-in for your B2B business on your next marketing campaign of use. As always, if you enjoyed the episode, a quick rating or review on your podcast channel goes a long way. Or if you're on YouTube, a subscribe is appreciated. And for more free resources, goodies, or to apply to work with me, check out samdunning.org.